Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Essential. So there's some different uh, workers that are being deemed essential. 
Um, first responders are essential. We love first responders here at our church. In fact, our foyer out front is a rest stop for Hillsborough County Sheriff. And uh, so we open that up to them. They're able to come and use the restrooms here. Uh, they can use a microwave here. There's a mini fridge with snacks and drinks and stuff that they can use. They can come in and use our Wi-Fi. Uh, so we're all about uh, first responders. We love them. We, we support them. We lift them up. It's a difficult time. And so we lift you guys up. You're watching your first responder, your heroes. We love you. Uh, truck drivers, right now, man, truck drivers are shipping all your snacks to all the stores so that you can have them, shipping all the TV uh, that, that you can have, right? Uh, so truck drivers, we, we need you. They're essential, right? They're essential. Um, there's all kinds of different areas that are, are, are essential. Healthcare workers are essential. We, we love healthcare workers. We were able to bless um, South Florida Baptist Hospital right here in Plant City. Uh, we were able to put uh, some signs up, and we reached out, and different people in our church made different signs that, that said all kind of loving things and encouraging things. This is so our support for healthcare workers, and we were able to put it in front of their employee parking lot this week. And so that was incredible, man, and we're so thankful for those of you that jumped on board with that, and we're, we're so quick to make signs, and, and we got it out there, and, and so many people were appreciative because they're, they're putting their lives on the line. They're risking themselves getting sick by helping treating those that, that are sick right now. And so healthcare workers, you guys are heroes as well. All of those that may be deemed essential. I know there's a lot more, and, and, and we just, I would love to be able to list them all, but, but, but those are just a, a few. There's some food that is, uh, there's some different food and different things that will be considered essential, whether that's food, water. Um, toilet paper, right? Y'all know you need uh, some toilet paper. And so those are different things that are being um, essential, right? And, and, and so we might consider different supplies and different things. A lot of people are buying hand sanitizer and, and all kind of, of things and, and considering them essential. But for you and for I, for me, for us, for all of us, what's essential? If you're a follower of Christ, if you believe in God, if you're serving God, what is essential for us, spiritually speaking, is prayer. Right now is a time now more than ever that we should be praying and seeking after God, seeking His face and not just His hand in this time. Right now we should be getting on our knees before God. We should be interceding for our country, for the world, for, for, for those that are hurting from this in so many different ways. Church, it's time to rise up now more than ever before. Come on, y'all. We need to be praying. We need to be people of prayer now more than ever. It's essential. It's essential for you. It's essential for your walk with God. It's essential for the world around us that we, the church, are praying and seeking after God. That's how we're going to get through all of this stuff that's going on is that we pray. We have to pray. And that sounds so Sunday schoolish and simple, but there's a lot of us that don't do it and don't do it enough. We need to pray, and we need to pray big, bold prayers. We need to be full of faith, praying and believing for the impossible, praying and believing in this big God that we serve, that he's going to take care of us, that he's going to move, that this country is going to experience him like never before. Amen. Come on, church, we need to be praying and seeking after him. So that's what I want to talk to you about today is essential prayer. Do you need a stronger prayer life? That's probably a silly question. We all do. We all need a stronger prayer life. We should all be seeking after God more. We should all be looking for moments and times of seeking God more. There's a lot of things that are essential. But prayer is essential. It's interesting. I was walking through Publix, 
And, uh, and you can tell what, what's essential to people because all the shelves are bare. And I found it interesting uh, what particular shelves were bare, right? I can tell that there's a lot of people that are Coke people because all the Coke was gone. Not, not that Coke, right? If you're thinking about that Coke, we need to have a whole other sermon. The Coca-Cola, the drink. <laughs> it was all gone, okay? It was gone. There was plenty of Mountain Dew, though, y'all. Come on, somebody. Yes. Uh, I'm okay with that because I'm not a Coke fan. I'm a Pepsi product fan, and I'll take that Mountain Dew all day. I'm so thankful for my sister Ruthie here. She saw me out here painting the other day, and she went and got me a Mountain Dew and dropped it off to me. And I said, yes, Lord, God is good. But, but yeah, the Coke is gone. Interesting enough, all the cat food was gone. All the cat food. I, I mean, I'm not a cat person, so I don't really understand that life. Obviously, the bread and the meat and all that kind of stuff was gone. Check this out. The beans were gone, y'all. The beans, the refried beans, the, the pinto beans, the beans, all that stuff was gone. So now I understand the teepee situation, right? Because everybody's buying all the beans and you see the teepee, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll be here for a little bit. Uh, ten, ten, so, um, yeah. Yeah. So I understand that. And so there's all this stuff that might be deemed essential. But for you, if you are a child of God, if you are a Christian, you better be praying because it is absolutely essential for your spiritual walk, for your walk with God. But right now, the world needs us on our knees praying and petitioning the Lord. Come on, we need to pray. Prayer is essential. Now, maybe you were growing up and you guys had little cutesy prayers. I know we, we try to teach kids um, how to pray. And so we have the little uh, blessings that we say over food. You know, God, um, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. You know, good food, good meat, good God. Let's eat, right? Uh, meat's good. Meat's tough. Lord, I hope we have meat enough. That's a Ted prayer right there. I got that from him. But, uh, but yeah, we might see all these cheeks and little things at right? bedtime prayer. You may talk to your kids. Hey, as I lay down to sleep, pray the Lord, my soul to keep all this thing. Can I just tell you something? At my house, we don't pray the cutesy prayers. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a pastor. Um, I want my kids to know prayer. I want them to know the power of prayer. I don't want them repeating some little thing. If that's what you do, that's great. But let, let me tell you something. My kids, they pray for you. Because we model that. When we go to bed at night, we lay them out and we pray. And we pray over our home and we pray over them and, the, and their day tomorrow. But then we start praying for your needs. If there's people in our church that are sick, we pray for them right there at their bed. My kids pray for you. My son is seven. My daughter is five. They pray for you. And they get so excited when we come and tell them, hey, so-and-so is feeling better. So-and-so is doing much better. So-and-so is, is, is healed and, and our prayers are working. And they get so excited because I want to instill that in them right now at an early age to understand the power of prayer. If we're real honest, if we're real honest, many of us, we pray safe prayers. We pray safe. We pray, God bless me. God help me. God keep me safe. There's nothing wrong with that. We should pray that. There's nothing wrong with those small prayers, but that is the extent of our prayer life. We are missing it. We are missing out on what God wants to do. We are missing out on what God wants to say to you and to me. I told you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3. Um, go ahead and go to verse 10. As you're turning there, if you're not there just yet, I want to I lean into this just a little bit. Give you a little bit of context to what's going on if you're not familiar with the passage. The very beginning of 1 Samuel we see Hannah. Hannah loved the Lord. Hannah loved the Lord with all her heart. She was hard after God, and, and, um, and she couldn't have children. And she pleaded and, and, and cried to God, God, if you would just give me a son. God, if you would just give me a son, I will give him to you. I will dedicate him uh, to you. And sure enough, God gives her a son. She names him Samuel. And she dedicates him to the Lord. And when he was old enough, 
She sends him off to Eli the priest where he would serve the Lord under the priest there. Fast forward up several years. Samuel's right around probably 12. Many of you know Samuel as a prophet who uh, was with King Saul and King David. But here in 1 Samuel chapter 3, he's probably about 12 years old. Doesn't really know the Lord just yet. Doesn't, doesn't quite understand the Bible because he's not necessarily of, of the age there. Uh, but, but he had favor. He had favor because of what his mother did, because of his mother's vow. And, and here in, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, uh, Samuel's asleep. He's sleeping and, and he hears a voice cry to him, Samuel, Samuel. And he gets up and he runs to the priest Eli's room and he says, here I am. Samuel says, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't call you. Go on, go on back to bed, right? You know, parents, how we do. The kids run into the bed and the bedroom, right? No, go back to sleep. You're trying to sleep, right? So he goes back to sleep. He lays down and he hears the voice cry. to Samuel, Samuel. And, and he runs back into Eli's room. He's like, hey, here I am. And Samuel's like, no, it wasn't me, right? You, you know how kids are. I, I need a drink of water, right? I got to go to the bathroom. I had a nightmare. I want to sleep in your bed, you know, like, and I can just, in my mind, picture Samuel like, just go to bed, right? Go to sleep. So he sends him back to his room. Samuel goes back and lays down again. And he hears the voice call out to him again, Samuel, Samuel. So he runs into Eli's room again and says, here I am. And by that time, Samuel recognizes this is something different. I believe this is the Lord. So he tells Samuel, hey, I want you to go back, Samuel. Go back to your room. And when you hear the voice call to you again, I want you to say this. Speak, your servant is listening. So Samuel runs back and he, and he does just that. He does what the priest Eli says. And so in 1 Samuel chapter 3, uh, verse 10, it says, And the Lord came and called as before Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. Let's pray. Jesus, Lord, I love you. God, I praise you. Lord, I thank you for life. I thank you for all that you are, all that you are doing in the midst of all this stuff when you are still working. Help us to see that. Help us to understand that. God, help us to get this today. Charge us. Challenge us. God, stir us up today to be people of prayer. In such a time as this, the world needs us. They need us praying. Our families need us praying. And we cry out to you in this time like never before, Father. Speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Speak. Your servant is listening. We're going to get to what he spoke in just a moment, but, but God does speak. God, God spoke to him. I believe God still speaks to us today, but Samuel heard the voice of God. How sneaking cool is that? God spoke to this young boy, had never heard the voice of the Lord before, and here it is. God has, has found favor in him. God wants to use him, and God says, hey, Samuel, I got a word for you. I got a work for you. I need you to do something. I believe God will say that to us today. Are you listening? Are you tuned in? Are you hearing his voice? Are you praying and seeking after him? There's one problem here, though. We're going to get here in just a moment. But what God tells Samuel to do is not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing at all. How often, if you go back through the Bible, how often when God spoke to someone, how, how often was that assignment easy? It was rarely easy. Check out Noah. Y'all remember Noah? God says, yo, Noah. Noah says, yeah, God, what's up? Got something for you to do. Okay, I'm going to flood the earth. Huh? Yeah, I want you to build this ginormous boat. Now, like, there's no rain. It's, like, this is wild. This is crazy stuff. And, and Noah does it, and he faces this extreme ridicule. 
People are ridiculing, they're laughing at him, they're mocking him and stuff like that. Well, guess who had the last laugh, right? That would be Noah as the rains came and the flood came, and here is Noah chilling on the boat with all those animals, right? Noah listened to the Lord, even though it was difficult. God calls out to Jonah, yo, Jonah. Jonah's like, yo, what's up? I need you to go somewhere, right? Go where? I want you to go to Nineveh. Really, God? Nineveh? I can't stand those people. They're wicked people. They're the most godless, violent people on the earth. God knows. And Jonah ran for his life. Well, if you know the story, that didn't end well for him. And he ends up going back and doing what he was supposed to in the first place, right? Consider Mary, the mother of Jesus. An angel comes to her. She's probably a teenager, young adult. Angel says, hey, Mary, you're highly favored. Yeah, I, I know you're not married yet. I know you're a virgin, but guess what? You're going to have a baby. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a boy. Yeah, it's a, oh, oh, by the way, yeah, um, he's going to be the son of God. Yeah, now he's going to be the savior of the world. You know, no big deal. You got this. Hey? See you. You know God, oftentimes when he speaks to us and he gives us something to do, it's oftentimes not easy. He's not calling you and I to easy, though. He's not calling us to comfortable. He's not calling us to easy things. He's calling us to trust in him, to rely on him, because if it was easy, we wouldn't need him. So he's calling you to do difficult things. And when God speaks to you, what he says, it's going to be like, I know I'm probably not painting this in a great picture for you, but you need to understand this. When God calls you, when he tells you something, oftentimes it's going to convict you. Yeah. Oftentimes it's going to challenge you. It's going to stretch you. It's going to take you uh, further than you ever went before. It's going to startle you. It's going to scare you. It's going to be uncomfortable. Guess what? It might even to you seem impossible. But aren't you thankful right now? You might as well shout that we serve a God of the impossible. That nothing is too difficult for him. So all you got to do is just trust in him. What he says, obey him, and trust that he's going to carry it through. Right now, what we're all going through, it might seem like it's impossible. It might seem like it's difficult. So let's believe for God to do the impossible right now in our midst. Yeah. Come on, let's get on our knees, church. Now more than ever, let's get on our face before God and let's turn to him. Uh, the church needs an awakening. There needs to be a revival once again. This world needs it. And in this time of chaos, people are turning to him. People are looking to answers. People are going to be looking to the church for what to do. And we need to know what to say to them. So we need to be praying and seeking God and hearing from Him. Amen. If you don't know Him, turn to Him. If you're far from Him, turn to Him. Come on, church, we need to pray. It's essential. It's essential. Samuel hears the voice of the Lord, and the voice of the Lord doesn't say, hey, I'm going to pour out my blessing on all the people. He doesn't say that. In fact, what he says is shocking. He says, listen, your priest Eli... His family have done wrong in my sight. They've turned from me. Their hearts have hardened towards me. They've done evil things. Eli's son had done things, had done wrong things, and Eli did not handle it very well. He didn't deal with it in a proper way. And so God says, listen, if this is going to be your leadership to them, what's your leadership going to be to all of my people? And so God is telling Samuel, I'm going to pass judgment on the house of Eli, and I want you to deliver this message. He's only 12. 
And God said, listen, I trust you. I trust you. I want you to deliver this message. Help make things right. Listen here, I'm going to challenge you with this, but don't ask God to speak if you don't want to hear what he has to say. Oh, come on. Right? Don't ask him if you're not ready for what he has to say. Listen, he might be calling you right now to do something. He might be calling you to minister to your neighbors. He might be calling you to help someone or to encourage someone or maybe to give some of your TP away, right? He might be calling you to help uh, give some food to, to needy families. He might be calling maybe to make some care packs uh, for healthcare workers and first responders. He might be calling you right now to give generously. He might be calling you to open your Bible because you haven't opened it in a very long time. He might be calling you to pray and to seek after him because it's been far too long. Are you listening? Hello? Are you listening? I believe God is always speaking. He's calling you. Are you listening? Listen, prayer is not just talking. Prayer is listening. We spend a lot of time talking. We spend a lot of time venting to God our problems and our issues and our wants and our desires. And it's certainly not wrong to do those things, but that's usually all that we do. We're, we're willing to spend time. God, bless me. God, give this to me. God, I need you. God, move on my behalf. And then God wants us to just sit with him and spend time with him. And, and it's like, oh, God, 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 I'm busy. i got things to do. And we oftentimes miss the second part of that, which is the most important part, and that's God. Speaking to us, are you listening? I wonder if God is sitting back sometimes and, and he's listening to us rant and vent and complain and, and, and spit out all the, the wish lists that we have. And I wonder if he's just sitting back like a father would do because he's our heavenly father. And he's just sitting back saying, are, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Come on, would you just be quiet and listen? Because I've got something to tell you. I've got something for you to do. Would you just shut up and listen? I wonder if God does that. I mean, I'm a dad. I do that. So I would imagine God would do that too. In prayer, you're going to accomplish way more by listening than by talking. Right? And again, I believe God is always speaking. Are you tuned in? Are you listening? Are, would you say today, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Would you say that today? Can, can, can I just encourage you? Can I, can I instill that in you? Can I pound that in you right now to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening? Take a step back. Be still, be quiet, and just simply listen to the voice of the Lord. So, so how do we do that? I want to help you with that. The first thing is this. You ought to be still. We're all so busy all the time. We've got all these things that we fill our life with, and we, got, we have to learn to be still. And, and, and we're told to do that here in Psalm 46. God tells us how to experience his presence. God doesn't say, hey, be friendly. God doesn't say, hey, be busy, be on the go. No, he says this in Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Be still. Right now, everybody is on this, you know, quote-unquote quarantine, right? The stay-at-home deal. And so I know, you know, we got the kids home during the day, and many of you, that's a challenge, and I understand that. But, but, but none of us were really supposed to be going out, going out to restaurants and doing a, a bunch of things. So, so, so what are we filling that time with now, right? Because if we're, we were so busy, and now we're kind of bringing that down. Because, see, I believe God uses things like this as a way of getting our attention and bringing us back to Him, right? But are we doing that? Or are we filling our time with, hey, I can catch up on my Netflix show, right? I can catch up on my Hulu I can catch up on my, on my recorded shows, right? You know, are, you do, are you catching up on all the social media and all the funny memes that are going on, right? And, 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 and all the funny stuff. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you out, but 
I just felt like you needed to wake up or something. But, yeah. Uh, are, you, are you just engulfed in, in, in social media, right? Or are you doing other things? Listen, I've seen more people outside running and jogging and, and walking and riding their bike and, and hanging outside than, than I have in a long time. I've spoken to my neighbors this week more than I have in the six years that I've been in my neighborhood. Because everybody's outside right now. We're filling our time with, with all this stuff which isn't necessarily bad, but are you filling your time with God? Are you praying? Are you seeking? Are you using this time to connect with God because He's trying to get our attention? Are you listening? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. To hear God's voice, we've got to slow our pace. And we've got to turn the volume down on the rest of the world. Tune into God and what He is saying. Jesus, when He was teaching, He said, Don't pray like the hypocrites. Don't pray like the religious. They're out on the street corner to be seen. They want their prayers to be heard. No. Go into your room, close the door, and pray. Jesus was talking about going to your prayer closet, into your war room, long before we ever started talking about that. Go, get by yourself. Get alone so it's just you and God. And I know, again, if you got families and you got kids, trust me, I know all about that life. The struggle is real. It's hard to get alone and find time. So you're going to have to make it work. You're going to have to make it work because we need to pray. We need to find time. You need to be finding a place where you can hear from the Lord. Are you listening? Are you listening? And then when he does speak, what's that like, right? Is it, is it some kind of audible voice? Is it, is it like Morgan Freeman in the King James is speaking to us, you know? Like, what, what's that sound? Is it Charlton Heston? Like, what, what's, that, what's that sound like? I, honestly, I don't know. I've never heard the audible voice of the Lord. I know some people here uh, have heard an audible voice, but God speaks in many different ways. Sometimes, yeah, he does speak in an audible voice. I've, I've heard people experiencing that. God speaks in so many different ways. He speaks through ideas. He'll give you an idea. He'll give you a thought. He'll inspire you. He'll give you dreams and visions. He'll give you passions and things that you just can't shake. And you're just like, I know, I just, I have to do this, right? He's going to give you opportunities. God speaks through his word. His, his word, it directs us, it guides us, it corrects us. God speaks through other people. Maybe you've got some godly friends that, that, that you allow to speak into your life. Maybe it's, maybe it's your pastor or, or different church leaders. Maybe it's a sermon like this. Maybe God is going to speak to you today. God speaks to other people. God speaks through our circumstances. When we go through things, whether it's difficult or, or whatever it may be, we go through these things and, and, and if we'll sit there and, and we'll seek God in those moments, if we'll seek Him through those, those storms and those things of life, and we'll simply sit there and ask God, what can I learn through this? What are you trying to show me even though I'm going through a hard time? If we'll stop, even in the middle of those circumstances, God will speak. God will open doors for you. God will close doors. Some of you, you ought to be thankful he closed some doors. You were about to marry that other person a long time ago, and you're, you're thankful today that you didn't open that door, that God closed it. You may have been wanting to take a particular job, but God closed that door. He's doing that for your good. God speaks through his spirit. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to prompt you, to work in you, to move you, to lead and guide you. 
So, so that when you think, man, I think I'm supposed to volunteer and I think I'm supposed to do this thing, and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. When, when, when you know I'm not supposed to take that job, you have the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you and show you the way. You, you might be not sure why this person is on your heart and on your mind, but you feel like, man, I feel like I'm supposed to call and check on this person. Hopefully you're doing that right now, now that we're not able to gather together. Hopefully you're calling people and checking up on them. I'm so thankful. We, we've got some incredible people in our church that have been just stepping up and doing some amazing things. Uh, Miss Connie Pellet, uh, she called us the other day. Hey, Connie, if you're watching, um, you're so awesome. Uh, she called the other day and said, I feel like I should be doing something. Is there someone I can call? And we had a list of different people that we were already working on. And we said, hey, here's a list of people. Go nuts. And she just had such a great time calling and connecting with those people. She came in the office the next day and just so excited that, that she got to do something for the Lord. And, and so we, we celebrate you, Connie. Thank you for serving and for giving uh, your time. Yeah, absolutely. But God will speak through his Holy Spirit. If we'll just be still and stop. And listen, maybe you just need to be still and stop and say, God, what do you want me to pray for? Oftentimes we might go in and we already have a list of things, but maybe we need to stop and before we do anything, just say, hey, God, here I am. What do you want me to pray for right now? Let him just begin to speak to you in that moment. And the more you listen, the more you're going to recognize his voice. At first it's frustrating. At first it's confusing, right? At first it might be even a little difficult, but the more you do it, the more you're going to recognize his voice and hear from him, and God is going to move in your life. You'll be like Samuel when he said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, and God spoke into his life. So we have to learn to be still, but we also have to learn to be willing. Whatever that it is that God is going to speak, that's great if you're like, all right, God, here I am, tell him, lay it on me. Are you willing to carry that thing out? Be willing. Oftentimes our prayers, they're long babblings of what we want God to do for us. God, keep me safe. Fill my headache. God, save my boss because he's the cause of my headache, right? And oftentimes it's like, and again, those aren't long prayers, but if that's the extent of your prayer life, you're missing it, right? What if instead of coming to God with a wish list, we come to God with a blank page? What if we came to God with a blank page and, and, and not just ask him, God, do this, but... but but simply ask God, what do I need to do? God, what it is, what, what, what do you want to speak to me today? God, what do you want to do in my life? Right? God, sh show me my sins. God, show me what I've done wrong. Show me my motives. God, show, search me, as the psalmist said, search me and know me, God. And show me what I need to do to change. God, I'm listening. God, help me to love my husband or, or my wife. Help me to love my spouse who is far from me. Help me to know how to love them and what to do with that. God, I'm listening. God, help me to use my gifts. God, what are my gifts? God, what, is, what are my passions? What is my purpose? God, I'm, I am listening to you. Proverbs 3, 6 says this. Seek his will. Come on, say it with me. His will. His will. Will, right? Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Oftentimes, we are looking for the wrong things. We are seeking. We want to seek the answer. We want to go right to the gift. We want to go right to this is what I want to do. We want to go right to. But, but, but God just simply said, hey, just seek me. Seek my will. He'll show you what to do. Here's a little disclaimer, okay? I just want to throw this out there. Make sure you've obeyed what he showed you the last time. Make sure you obey what he showed you the last time. 
Because here's the deal. You might be coming to a place where, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to talk to God. I can't hear him. I don't sense God. I don't feel his presence. Maybe he isn't showing you what to do in the future because you haven't done what he gave you to do in the past. Right? Seek him. Be still. Listen. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And be willing. And then the last thing is this. And we're going to get ready to wrap up this morning. You've got to be ready. Be ready. When God speaks, again, you may not want to hear what he says. So you better be ready. God used Samuel to bring about correction, to bring about uh, 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 an important, a significant change that needed to happen. Maybe God wants you to do something significant. Maybe God wants you to, to, to lead a small group when we're able to have those again. Right? God, God wants, wants you to do that. Maybe God's wanting you to step up and, and serve and do something that maybe is out of your comfort zone. And it, it might scare you to death, but God wants you to do it. Are you ready? God may be calling you to radical generosity, to go above and beyond in your giving. Be ready. God may want to show you some sinfulness in your life. Are you ready to surrender that and give that up to God? God may want you to move. God may want you to sell your home and, and, and downsize so that you can be more generous. God, God may want you to, to go back to school. God may want you to change careers. He might want you to invite your boss to church. He might want you to post your faith on social media. Or maybe, maybe you're dating right now. Maybe God is wanting you to break up with that person because that's not the one. Right? Are you ready? Are you ready to listen? Are you ready to do what he says? God may be calling you to forgive someone that's betrayed you. Are you ready? Are you ready to listen? Are you ready to do what he's asking you to do? Every time God spoke, many of the people were unprepared. They were unequipped and unqualified. Here Samuel's a 12-year-old boy. He never heard the voice of the Lord before. And God is calling him to do this difficult thing. Can, can I just be honest with you? When God uh, called me and led me here to Transform Your Life Church to be the lead pastor here, I didn't feel qualified. I did not feel ready. I knew it was coming at some point. And I didn't feel ready, but God moved, and he did it, and it worked out, and God's doing incredible things right now. Listen, there's a good chance that whatever it is that God called you is going to be intimidating. It's going to be scary. It's going to be impossible. It's going to take some faith. God wants you to trust him and to rely only on him. If it was going to be easy, you wouldn't need him, right? So come on, can we be that this morning, church? Can we say, can we be like Samuel and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Would you do that right now? Maybe there's some things that you know God is calling you to. Can you say, speak, Lord? Your servant is listening. Don't pray if you don't want to hear what he has to say. Come on, pray. We've we got to pray some dangerous prayers. We've got to pray some, some, some faith-filled prayers. It's time to pray some big, bold prayers. What we can't do is, is not pray. It, and the challenge in that is, is saying, well, if I do pray this, then I've got to be ready. I've got to be willing to do what God says. But, but, but what if we don't pray that? Here's what happens if we do pray. God might convict you. He's going to stretch you. He's going to call you to do things that seem impossible. But here's what we learned last week. You remember? If you show him your faith, he will show you his faithfulness. He will move. He will do the thing with you and for you. But if you don't pray, you're going to miss out on what God wants. You're going to miss out on what he's saying to you. You're going to miss out on what he's doing in you and through you. Prayer. It's essential. It's essential for your life. It's essential for your relationship with the Lord. It's essential for our world right now in such a time as this. Be still. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. 
Will you be ready? Will you be willing? For whatever it is that God wants to do. As I get ready to close, I want to close with this passage in John chapter 15, verses 5 through 7. Jesus is speaking and says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is swung away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, a lot of us, a lot of us, we tune in and we focus in on that last part because we like that. That feels good. Whatever I ask God to do, he'll do. Yeah, sign me up, right? Listen, I would love to have a nice, brand new four-door Chevy Silverado, four-wheel drive tank. What's up? C71. Hooked up to the back of it, right? But that's not how this all works. That's 
Thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.